Welcome to Title Now, where we bring issues of interest to real estate attorneys in the title insurance industry. I'm Melissa Murphy with The Fund, and I have the pleasure to host these discussions. Jimmy Jones, the Fund CEO, and I have been traveling the state over the past six months meeting with small groups of members, and as you might imagine, the discussions with these members range from title information challenges, to underwriting questions, to the CFPB and the recent changes in FinCEN. But another theme that kept popping up was realtors. Fund members everywhere have expressed a desire for the fund to get involved or more involved in promoting real estate attorneys to the realtor community. Well, we've been doing quite a bit in this area, but apparently not getting the word out as much as we would like. But before we talk about what the fund is doing and I introduce my guest today, I wanna pose some basic questions. Why is building a strong relationship with the realtor community so important? And then how do we do this? What would be meaningful or valuable to the realtors? So this brings us to today's program. The discussion today is based on a panel discussion that was presented to leaders of our local real estate councils back in May at our fund assembly. Realtor relations is a primary strategic objective of our statewide real estate council umbrella. And this leadership forum provided real estate council leaders with a great opportunity to hear how RECs around the state were addressing the challenge of building positive relationships with their local realtor associations. So I'm gonna talk more about the real estate councils and the statewide umbrella association later, but first let's welcome my guests. I have with me today, Cliff Long. He is the chief executive officer of the Orlando Regional Realtor Association and they commonly refer to that as Aura, yes. right? So yes. you'll hear us say Aura quite a bit here today. Ashley Wheeler is the Vice President of Professional Development at Aura. And then I have Aaron Preddy, who is a partner with Gastic Stanton Early here in Orlando. She is the immediate past president of the Central Florida Real Estate Attorneys Council, which we're going to call CFREC in this conversation. And then I'm very excited to let everyone know that Aaron has been recently elected to serve on the board of the directors of our statewide real estate council organization. So we have a lot of exciting things going on on that statewide level, and we're excited to have Aaron to be part of that. So can you all tell the audience a little bit about yourselves? Aaron, let's start with you. Sure. As Melissa mentioned, I am a partner at the law firm of Gazdick Stanton and Early. I've been an attorney for about 10 years. My primary focus throughout that time has always been uh, in real estate. Currently, I do residential and commercial real estate transactions at my firm. And are lots of those uh, involving realtors? Absolutely. Good reason for you to be here. Then. Yes. <laughs> Ashley, how about you? Well, my name is Ashley Wheeler, and I'm the Vice President of Professional Development at the Orlando Regional Realtor Association, and have the great privilege of serving our 15,000 members in scheduling their continuing education for their license renewal periods. And I just have a wonderful opportunity to work with many great history makers every day. 
How long have you been with Aura? Almost three years. And before that? I've been involved in education, public speaking, a former CFO for a nonprofit. Excellent. Good background, I think, for this business. It definitely meshes well. <laughs> and Cliff, tell us about you. Well, my name is Cliff Long. I am the Chief Executive Officer of Aura, where we have 15,000 members, as Ashley mentioned, but I also oversee operations for the association. Uh, that includes not just education, but professional standards, grievance. I also handle, I'm, I oversee the lobbying and government affairs efforts, as well as everything else, lockboxes, keys, the entire real estate industry. At some point in time, Aura touches it all, and my job is to oversee not just Ashley, but the other vice presidents who, uh, who work in those areas to ensure that the realtors have what they need to be successful in Central Florida. Well, it sounds like you know what a realtor's life is like from the time they get up in the morning until they go to sleep at night. Absolutely. I get a chance to touch them from the beginning of their career to the end. Less than 20 minutes ago, I think we were across town and I was speaking to 70 or 80 brand new realtors at new member orientation, speaking to them about the necessity for partnerships in the community and what it takes to be successful. And I'm there when they decide, okay, Cliff, I'm going to hang it up, and I talk them out of hanging it up and tell them <laughs> that I, I, I need them and that I have a place for them and that uh, because I don't want to see 30 and 40 years' worth of talent go away. And so I get a chance to interact with them from the cradle to the rebirth. I like that. That is great. Well, it sounds like I have the perfect panel to talk about how attorneys and realtors can work together to make them both more successful. Erin, how did your relationship with Cliff and Ashley and Aura begin? Well, when I joined Gaznik Stanton early, about four years ago, my firm was already a member of the fund. Chris Bishop is our representative from the fund, and he's the one that encouraged me to join CFREC. So through my membership at CFREC, I also became a board member, and I guess, as Melissa mentioned, immediate past president. And while I was immediate past president, I had the ability to work on the Law Symposium, which we now call the Legal Summit, and that is how I started working with Ashley and Cliff. So what is the Legal Summit? It's a day-long educational event that we hold every year. It's mostly the, the speakers there are CFREC members, and continuing education credits are given to both realtors and real estate attorneys as well. Does it cover topics that are particularly designed to appeal to the real estate community? Yes, absolutely. Every year we develop new topics based on what's going on in the industry. I have one person appointed on our board. This year and last year it was Miss Christy Harrington, and she has done an amazing job with Ashley putting the Legal Summit together. And every year we discuss and have meetings throughout the entire year with Aura on what their members have asked to have us speak on. And then we go and find the attorneys who have the knowledge to be able to speak on those topics. Well, that's what I was gonna ask. So Ashley, you work with Aaron or Christy, whoever the person in charge might be, to offer up topics that you're sure your members would be interested in hearing about. And then you work with the attorneys to put together the program? That is correct. And I, I really think that the success of the Legal Summit is attributed to the fact that our liaisons with CFRAC listen. 
they don't just listen, but they hear and they are willing to implement the feedback that is received. Each year at the beginning of the year, my professional development operations committee convenes and they begin to discuss what's happening in the industry and where the holes are, where the needs are, and then those potential topics are taken to a meeting that we'll have with the CFRAC liaison. And then from there, that's where the legal summit begins to be birthed. They listen to what those topics are and then begin to search out the attorneys that are, you know, have the ability to speak and address those issues. Clifford Ashley, do you see evidence that this relationship with CFRAC and the opportunity to attend the Legal Summit translates into a real benefit for your members? Absolutely. Absolutely. And not just my members. I had a local president of another association reach out to me just a few days ago, and she wanted an attorney. She was looking for a referral. And simply because I'd just been in a room with a couple hundred people, I had cards coming out of my <laughs> my wallet, out of, your wallet. Out of my pocket. Yeah, and so realtors need resources, and CFRAC and the the Legal Summit provides those realtors with the resources that they need. When you're conducting as many transactions as uh, the successful realtors do transact, you can't go it alone. You have to have knowledgeable partners with you, and, and the summit provides that opportunity. The other thing I would think that this Legal Summit provides are what you might call just raising awareness of a particular legal issue that might be new or a particular change in the law that everyone might not be aware of. Mm -hmm. Because just allowing the opportunity for realtors to know that there's some new stuff out there about service animals. There's some new stuff out there about support animals, and there's a difference. I heard mm -hmm. something about that at this legal summit. I need to call a lawyer and get some help. So it's not really teaching them everything about a particular topic from A to Z, but at least making them aware that there's an issue here that I need to learn more about, or I need to advise my client. And I would imagine you would see that as a real advantage for the people that are involved in this. Absolutely, especially in a community like Central Florida. Here we have Disney, we have Universal, we have 40 million people a year coming into our community. And because of that, you have a lot of short-term rentals, you have a lot of people, and some long-term rentals. But people come and they have support animals, they have service animals. You need to know the difference. For the sake of fair housing and fair housing laws and ADA compliance, you may think that you can legally say no pets, but no, you cannot. And that's where having a great attorney by your side that understands fair housing can keep you out of some legal trouble that you're about to be in. Our industry has changed, and if you're not aware of the, the legalities and the legal side of it, you're in to be under the wave of that change as opposed to writing it. And Aaron, how has the Legal Summit and other activities with Aura helped members of CFREC? Well, to begin with, our members of CFRAC are all given the opportunity to be a speaker at the summit every year. So that right there gives them exposure to about 200 realtors at a time, you know, throughout the day. They are also welcome to be attendees. They do not have to be speakers to be at the summit. 
So, you know, there's the morning breaks that they can network with the different agents. There's lunch that they can network. And then, of course, the happy hour, which is always fun, which yes. we had at Cooper's Hawk this year and last year, which has been a big hit. That's a great marketing tool. And I have pulled some of the members. The members have indicated that they have gotten referrals out of the legal summit based on on these meetings with them. But it's not just closings. They're getting different types of business as well. We have different speakers that speak on different topics. So, you know, the agents and their clients have different needs. And so business is brought in not just on the transactional side, but on other topics as well. I also think we get out to the agents the need for CYA, which is Fred Jones' favorite term, call your attorney. (laughs) Um, So I think that has been helpful as well. The other aspect is sponsorship opportunities. This year or last year, we worked, CFRAC worked very hard on getting some information on sponsorship opportunities with Aura. Mm -hmm. So those are up and coming new things that we might be expecting to see is CFRAC members sponsoring events that Aura holds so that they can represent CFRAC, but also represent themselves. How do you view generally the relationship between the realtors and the real estate attorneys Mm -hmm. in this community? I'll just throw that question out to all three of you. Well, I think if I had to evaluate the state of the relationship, I'd say it's a great relationship. I have never heard one thing negative with regards to working with our attorneys or about attorneys. With regards to the, is it as efficient as it could be? We have so much room for growth. I'm thinking, uh, and I see opportunities, and I think that um, our members largely are not aware of the benefits of using an attorney for their closing transactions. And that's going to be part of Ashley's and, and my role, as well as Aaron's, is to get that word out. One of the chief pillars of the strategic plan at Aura, at the association, is professionalism. And in the industry, when you've got over 40,000 transactions taking place, We've got a lot of people out there, some of them with unscrupulous behavior, and some of these transactions and closings sometimes harm the consumer. Working with CFREC is going to help us to increase professionalism among the 15,000 realtors. And so it is imperative to us to get the word out because we want the quality of every transaction to be raised. When you're working with people who have high integrity, it tends to raise your integrity as well throughout the uh, sales process. Erin, any comments on that? Agree, disagree? I agree with that. And I do think, you know, from our perspective, it's evolving, it's growing. You know, every year I think we have better and more attendees at our legal summit. That's my, an example I do see and hear those agents saying, I always use an attorney or, you know, I'm always looking for a different attorney or somebody else Mm -hmm. to work with. So I do think the relationship is growing. I think it could be much stronger and better. But at this point, you know, we're all working towards the same goal, which which is going to help everybody in the future. So Cliff made some great comments about ORA's push for professionalism. But I believe that the Orlando area is really not unique in that there is just this perceived reluctance on the part of the real estate attorneys for realtors to refer transactions to them. And what do you think the sources of that reluctance for a realtor to utilize an attorney to close their transaction? I think it could be misinformation and then not enough information. 
I think it's both. You know, I've been at different realtor conventions and spoken to several different realtors. And my take on it is that they don't understand that we as real estate attorneys can actually do the entire closing. We also can protect the parties throughout the transaction. We're not going to charge them, you know, a million dollars like like they think that we might be. I think that they think, oh, we're a real estate attorney. We'll bring you in when we have a problem. Otherwise, we'll just go to a title company and they'll just do it quickly. The other thing is, you know, closing agents who are attorneys also run the closing just like a title agent would. Mm -hmm. I think that's also misinformation. Mm -hmm. You know, I did have somebody say to me, well, don't your paralegals do other work? And so we can't get just the closing going. We are communications going to be lacking. And, you know, at least in my situation, and I know a lot of other people are in the same scenario, my closers are only doing closings. So that's something I think is a huge deal to point out and get out there to them that we are there to just do the closing. We are not doing something else at that juncture. We are working on it. We are getting the the docs out. We are communicating with you as quickly as possible. You just need to give us the opportunity. What do you think, Cliff? I think that every bit of what she said is correct, but I also believe that there are certain stereotypes that need to be erased, myths. One of the things that realtors value is the speed of the transaction, and they don't want any hiccups, especially at the closing table. So the misperception of a a closing attorney hindering the speed of that process needs to be overcome because, quite frankly, who wouldn't want to use a professional? Who wouldn't want to use the very best that you can have? And, and I know that's the general attitude of, of, of realtors in general. They want the very best there with them. But what they sometimes are not willing to do is sacrifice the ease of the transaction or what they believe to be the ease or the speed of the transaction in adding an extra step. And they need to understand that a closing attorney is not an extra step. And how do we get to that? How do we, what is that, myth busters? How yes. do we bust that myth that attorneys slow things down? I think Erin touched on it earlier. Part of my responsibility is putting her in front of them so that she can talk about the process and how much more thorough and secure the process is using a, a title attorney or closing attorney as opposed to some other you know type of entity we've got to give our attorneys an opportunity to get in front of the realtors at every chance we can to continue to hammer away at that and at a certain point just like a realtor's career begins with marketing but it's taken over by word of mouth the same thing will happen with our attorneys We've got to put them in front of the members, and it will begin with a little bit of marketing and and education, but it will end with word of mouth, and it'll become the norm. So that's where we've got to get it from inception to being the norm, and that's where the partnership between CFREC and Aura, that's why it's important, because we've got to put them in front. Because ultimately, this benefits the consumer, and that's who we're both here to look out for. So, Ashley, it sounds like your job is poised in a perfect position to make some of those things happen that Cliff just mentioned. It absolutely is. And the thing that I see and the feedback that we hear from our members is that they know that the members of CFREAC, they understand the industry standard. So I know in the case of the Legal Summit, whenever it comes time and registration opens, this year, we had 40% of our registrations within the first 24 hours that it was open. They are hungry. 
There is a need. CFRAC understands the industry. They have the knowledge to fill that void and to direct our members, and they love it. What role do you think the real estate broker plays in making sure that their agents are aware of these issues well, and sort of are a role model? Well, I, I think they play the ultimate role. Ultimately, yes, it's the agent's responsibility, but it's the broker's listing. <laughs> and I think that, you know, one of the first people or the first person that's going to be sitting in front of FREC, the Real Estate Commission, it's going to be that broker. So what role do they play? All of it. <laughs> and I think that the quickest source to alleviating the misnomers and the stereotypes is at the broker level. The brokers are the lifeblood of the association and getting this information to them because it's their agents and allowing them to disseminate the information out to the agents, I think it's key. Yeah. Well, that was my experience in Gainesville uh, when I practiced real estate law up there was getting to know the brokers and that relationship with the brokers because they set the tone. Mm -hmm. They set the tone as to how their licensees, how their agents did business. Yes. One of the things Aaron mentioned a few minutes ago was a concern about misinformation running from realtors to attorneys and realtors not really understanding what it is real estate attorneys do, right. what they can do. But I think there's a similar a level of misunderstanding on the part of the real estate bar as to what types of business challenges your realtor members face. What are some of those challenges? Because I'm not sure real estate attorneys are too keyed into that. Absolutely. And great question, by the way. Let me take us back about 30 years. 1984, the federal government deregulated telecom. And Ma Bell, which previously had a, uh, an iron grip on telephony, then had to deregulate. And from deregulation, that gave birth to Sprint, MCI, AT&T, and all the other different carriers out there that now offer us services. And so all of that was given birth to by deregulation. Well, the Internet has deregulated real estate. And now there are more forces out there, more people vying for the consumer's attention from the Zillows and the Trulias and the offer pads and the Redfins and the open doors. You name it. All you have to do is pick up your phone and go to the app store and type in real estate and 50 things other than realtor will come up. And so everyone is vying for their attention. But remember what I said earlier, all they care about is the transaction, getting the transaction to take place. Who's looking out for the consumer and the realtor in terms of who gets harmed? And there aren't any commercials running saying we're the safe place. There aren't any commercials running saying we'll take care of the legalities as well. They only sell how fast we can sell your home, how quickly we can sell your home, how easy it is to sell your home with us. But at the end of the day, who's establishing title? Who's looking at the paperwork? Who's there making sure that this transaction is even legal? Who's preparing the contract? Who's preparing the contract? And so, you know, we're in a situation now to where the consumer is in more danger than ever before as a result of the jailbreaking or the deregulation of uh, the real estate industry. This is very interesting because one of the common themes that I talk with my members like Aaron about is you have to make sure people understand the value. 
that you bring to a transaction as a real estate attorney. You need to be able to articulate that value because if, if you can't explain it to yourself, looking in the mirror, how are you going to explain it to a realtor as to what value you bring? And what I hear you all saying, Cliff and Ashley, is your folks are facing the same challenge. Yes. You have these forces that are out there, and so you're now in a position where you need to also convince the consumer of the value that a licensed realtor brings to the table. Absolutely. And because the consumers are concerned with transaction and ease of transaction and getting all that they can out of their home. And so what happens is third parties come in that are not licensed real estate anything. They're aggregators, they're sales, they're, you know, advertising companies. They come in and say, your house is worth this, but that house is not worth that. They don't know your market. They don't know what the comps are. They don't know what the house down the street sold for. They make false promises. And then when they overpromise and underdeliver, the industry takes it on the head. And so it's the realtors that get blamed. It's the attorneys that get blamed. But in reality, all they wanted was to advertise your home or be a part of the transaction. I would say our threat level is DEFCON 10 right now because this storm has already surrounded us and consumers are already dialing up and using these apps and using these things and the attorneys are not being consulted about it. And so we've got to get the word out. I think now this is time for a call for action. I think it's time for CFREC and Aura to come together, not just with legal summits, but even with our marketing in the community. And it's time to do some public outreach to let people know that um, an app won't follow up with you, but your attorney will. <laughs> and, and, you know, an app won't go on a, you know, won't be there at closing, but your realtor will. And you have to be concerned about these types of things. What I am hearing is that there is a hymn book from which real estate councils and local realtor associations can sing and it's all the same hymn. Yes. This is yes. excellent. Because this isn't just true here in Orlando. This is the case across the state. Yes, it's across not just the state, but the, right, nation. the nation. But again, I think because of Orlando and the type of exposure our market gets, it's a much more loud tolling of the bell right here. Uh, we have everything and everyone and every type of real estate. And we, we owe it as local citizens to protect these people because they're what makes this community special. Right. And so we've got to get out there and sound the alarm and, and tell them, use a good closing attorney. Please do. And please make sure that you use a realtor for that transaction. We're trying to protect you. Right. Excellent. Excellent discussion. Before I wrap things up, any other comments? No, I think we covered everything there. Excellent. I do. If I can interject one thing, Melissa, sure, I just sure. one of the greatest things that I think I see as a result from the summit and our relationship with the Seafree Act is it helps to reduce the fear. It helps to reduce the unknown. And in society today and in this business, any opportunity that we have to provide that to our members, I think that's a beautiful thing. And we're really thankful for that. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So let me take a minute or two to talk about what the fund as a company is already doing in this area. Because our efforts are directed through our statewide network of real estate councils like CFREC. A statewide organization was created about four years ago and 
we have begun a process of supporting lots of different events designed to reach out to the realtor community. We have participated in the Florida Realtors Convention, both of their meetings every year. We are there, members of CFREC and other local recs from pretty close by have come and manned the booth and interacted with members of Florida Realtors to deliver this message. As I mentioned earlier, I think before we started recording, there are similar events to the Legal Summit going on in other areas of the state right now. We teach FAR bar contract classes to real estate agents around the state. We are participating in new realtor orientations in a couple of the communities in South Florida. And we participate in as many trade shows as we can manage with our schedule. And we have calculated that those events reach approximately 4,000 real estate agents every year. We've got lots of materials on our website that we want to make sure realtors are aware of that they can access. So we're gonna look for ways to promote that so that the word gets out. But to the members who are listening to this, if you are interested in promoting your real estate practice to realtors and benefiting from all that we are doing, you need to get involved in your local real estate council. Take advantage of these events. The advertising and the related resources that are on that statewide organization's website. The fund makes available to you realtor education and ready-to-use seminars that you can present to agents in your area. Now, no doubt, the fund could do more, and we're always looking for ways to help our fund members connect with the realtor community, but we are definitely well on our way, and this relationship that exists in Orlando is just a great example. So thank you all for joining me today. I really appreciate your sharing your insights on how we can work together to accomplish our joint objectives. I love this idea of learning about each other, appreciating the challenges a little bit more. But the bottom line is to provide an efficient, legal, correct, reliable real estate transaction that is the best experience for the consumer that it can be. So that's all for today. Thanks for listening. And as always, thank you for your support of the fund.